Hello and welcome to Making Better Bites, a bite-sized podcast about all things family nutrition. My name is Adrienne and today we will be discussing what your responsibility is as a parent or caregiver to the child during mealtime. Welcome back to the podcast. It is your host here and I just want to start by saying thank you for your patience as I am a new podcaster and still very fresh in owning a business and running all of this on my own and trying to figure out a schedule. And therefore, I don't always have everything figured out when I am on vacation or don't have things in order. So yes, just thank you for your patience that this does not happen every week, even though that is my ultimate goal. When we were on vacation in Disney, I did not have a podcast ready to launch the day that we left and then the day we returned I was a week later and I still didn't have a podcast so here we are on a Thursday again and I am finally uploading another podcast um, I hope this doesn't discourage you guys you can always go back and listen to old episodes if you haven't heard them yet and um yeah, come find me on social media because I try to keep up with posting there and so it can kind of fill in the gaps for you as needed when I am not on a regular consistent podcasting schedule, which I hope to be in the future. But again, no promises because I am like not great at this, but I'm working on it because that is my mindset that we talked about last time is I need to be the person and have the habits of the person that I want to have. So if I want my business to be successful, I need to have successful actions. And that one of those successful actions is just getting right back into podcasting and not beating myself up over missing two weeks because it's not the end of the world. And here we are again. And like I mentioned, social media, if you do want to follow me, you can find me on Instagram is my main platform, and that is at betterbytes underscore RDN, um, or you can just search me Adrienne Wagoner or Family Nutrition, and I pretty much pop up under any of those <laughs> descriptors. Um, and yeah, like I said, that's really the only update that I have for you is that we were in Disney World. I went with my family for a week and it was a lot of fun and it was really hot. And um, overall, I just enjoyed having so much time spent with my family and getting to see my nieces, my niece and nephews every day was one of the best things about it. While I see them a lot here in Indy, at least on a weekly basis, almost every week I see them at least once, Um, getting to see them every single day and watch them be so excited about everything we were doing and just the magic of things through their eyes. And yeah, just getting to hang out with them is the best. They really make me happy, as do my siblings and my sibling-in-laws and my spouse and my parents. I love seeing everybody and getting to spend time together because you just don't always get to do that. So I'm really grateful for the time that we spent and the vacation being away and being in Florida because I love Disney World, even though some of the magic is gone with all of the pandemic things, overall was still a good experience and made me happy to be there. So that is pretty much my only update for you is that we were in Disney and we had a lot of fun and I'm trying to have the habits of, no, not trying. I'm going to have the habits of a successful business owner. So here I am um, talking to you guys about what 
the responsibility is of the parents during mealtime. So I took a poll on Instagram about a few different things that I was considering talking about for this week or that I thought would be good topics based on what I've heard from people in the past. And um, several of you voted for this topic. So thought it was a good one and a good place to start because I do often talk about uh, parent responsibility from the mindset of um, what's called division of responsibilities, um, but I don't ever really elaborate on it that much, so I figured today um, I'll just focus on what a parent's responsibility is during mealtime or a caregiver, whoever it may be, with the children when they're eating what your responsibility is in that situation. Um, so I, I broke it down to three different things and then I'll kind of elaborate on each of those things for you. So the first one is gonna be what the kids eat. So you're responsible for what is served at mealtime. You're responsible for where they eat and then you are responsible for what time or when it is that they are eating. So. Getting into the first one of what the kids eat, you are responsible for the health of your kids. Um, they, especially if they're young, they don't have enough knowledge in order to be able to make those decisions for themselves. They don't have enough education and grasp of health and what's important for them. So you need to remember that you're responsible for presenting those balanced choices to them and um, displaying what it means to have a healthy, balanced diet overall. So you need to be responsible for what is served. And um, because you get to make the choice, remember, you are not a short order cook. You are going to make something at mealtime that is a good choice for your kids. And that is what's going to be served. And, you know, they get to choose whether or not they eat it, of course. But you are going to decide what is being cooked and prepared and served at that mealtime. So if you want some tips on how to increase your child's likelihood of eating at a mealtime and making choices that will make their plate more appealing to them and more likely to eat. I talk about that all the time on my Instagram and I've talked about it in past podcasts as well. So you can go back and listen to that if you would like some elaborated information. Um, but for the sake of this podcast and parent responsibility, we're just going to say that you get to make the choice and you're not a short order cook. So don't let yourself become one. And <clears throat> One more thing about that is that um, you can allow your children to make decisions on what they are going to eat in certain situations. Maybe they get to choose part of snack time or help with meal time. But I think that it's important that you remember they still need to be guided decisions that are age appropriate. So at meal time, you know for lunch your child is going to have a piece of fruit on their plate, asking them if they want an apple or an orange on their plate is a guided decision. So that piece of fruit is still there. You're still deciding that fruit will be on the plate and part of that meal. And then they can decide between the two pieces of fruit which one they're going to have. Or if your child is a little bit older and they are around, I know it's summertime right now. A lot of kids are still out of school for a little bit longer. And so they can maybe sit down with you and help with the grocery list. Um, and you can discuss like these are the different components that we have at mealtime. You know, mom or dad or whoever, grandma, aunt, uncle is going to make 
this entree what is a good vegetable that you think pairs with this and just get them you know thinking to be involved in learning how to have these skills of preparing a meal depending on their age of course but always a guided decision that's age appropriate um, you can even give them free reign to pick one or two new pieces of produce when you go to the grocery store if they're with you and you're walking around tell them like keep your eyes open you can pick however many things you feel comfortable allowing them to pick um so say you let them pick two new things that they haven't tried before or two things that they see that they want to give a try in the produce section and then you can buy it and then you can decide when that's going to be served to them whether it's going to be at their next snack or at various desserts throughout the week or however you guys break it down and whatever you think is appropriate but yeah guided decisions is a great way to let your kids in on the understanding of why it is that you're eating certain things but you still get to decide what it is that they are being served Okay, so the next one, like I said, is where they eat. Um, so first of all, conversations can be had around a distraction-free table that leads to a positive family environment. The dinner table is a great place to catch up with each other um, on your day, on what they're learning, asking your kids open-ended questions, and just giving them your undivided attention to talk to you about whatever it is they want to talk to you about from things that happened during their day or that they observed or whatever. So having open-ended conversations with your kids and allowing them to interact with one, one another and have your undivided attention can really strengthen your bond as a family and helps your child develop social skills and leads to just a more positive family understanding overall. There's a lot of studies that show various things that are improved when a family eats together around a dinner table every night. Um, so I think that it's a great goal, even if you can only do it if you're super busy or you just all lead different schedules. Start with just one or two nights a week and make that your goal that you are going to, um, that's a habit that you guys want to implement into your family to strengthen your bonds and spend more time together or just making sure that as many people as possible that are home are sitting down to eat together at any given time um you know they talk about childhood obesity and how it's affected by like sitting down to eat together at a table or like depression and um, mental health issues can be improved and obviously they all have different components that lead to why those things are true you know as far as childhood obesity um, it could be more of a socioeconomic thing if you think about like people who have the time to sit down at a table together maybe have access to healthier meals in general so that's why it could affect childhood obesity but also knowing that like kids who are eating in front of the television are going to be more mindlessly eating and therefore just snacking more and not listening to their body's cues as much, which could, which could lead them to overeating. So I know that there's a lot of things that play into why a family eating together can improve things. Um, and it's not always just about the food that they're eating or just about sitting down at the table. Um, but there's a lot of positives that come out of sitting together. So where they eat at is important because you want to be together and you want um, for them to be comfortable and have conversations and learn just different things. You can learn lots of things from sitting down with your family and eating together. Um, and especially when it comes to young kids who are smaller and don't fit like in a regular 
like adult chair that's typically at a table, um, it's really important to make sure that they have the proper support so that they can be comfortable enough to eat their meals and um, be able to focus on what they're eating and not have other things distracting them. Because um, you don't always think about like the comfort of your child, but like if they can't even reach their food because they're trying to sit or they're having to stand and they don't have the proper support, then they're going to be more easily distracted and less likely to eat. Whereas if they were in a seat where they can um, sit up to the table, they can reach their drink properly without having to worry about knocking it over. They can reach their utensils. They can see the food on their plate. All of those things. Um, also making sure that their feet have the proper place to rest, especially for really young kids who are still in high chairs. They need their feet to have support because that helps them to support their upper bodies. Uh, and also making sure that your child feels included in the mealtime. So even if they are in a high chair, pulling them up so that they're still sitting around the table and not just off in the corner by themselves. Or if they are small, um, but they're sitting at a regular chair, having them at a booster seat so that they can see at eye level with the rest of the family and be able to reach their foods properly. All of those things are going to help them have a better experience at mealtimes. Um, and will be improved by sitting at a table just for proper support and posture while eating. And then um, finally, the third thing was um, you get to decide when they eat. So having expectations around when meal and snack time are gives a child structure and stability. So it's okay if your kids are a little bit hungry and they have to be a little bit hungry. Like they can come to you and say like, oh, mom, I'm hungry. And then you can say, well, that's fine. Snack time is in 30 minutes. Why don't you go do X while you wait or whatever it may be. Um, they don't have to eat like instantly in that moment, especially if they're old enough to understand what's going on. Um, so kids will get used to having the stability and the structure around specific meals and snack times and that will help them understand their hunger cues and be able to listen to their bodies better um, when it comes to those times. If your kids are snacking too frequently, it's going to affect how much they're going to be eating at mealtime. So we want to avoid that as well. So that's another reason why it's important to have structure to the day. Um, and obviously, there are some special circumstances that can lead to kids needing to have free access to food at all times. So one big one that comes to mind is if kids have a history of food insecurity, um, just because if they aren't used to having food in their homes or if they've gone through times where there wasn't food available for them to eat for long periods of time and their household does have food insecurity or you have a history of food insecurity in your home, um, which is all far too common in America, but that is a topic for a different time. Um, but if they have a history of food insecurity, not having access to food or being told that they can't have food at a time can be triggering or upsetting for them. Um, so if that is the case, then having access to um, you know, snacks that they enjoy or just knowing food is available at all times would be important in that case. So that is a special circumstance to keep in mind. Or if a child has like a history of an eating disorder, different things like that. Um, 
But even in these cases, especially even with um, history of food insecurity, still having those structured meal and snack times, even if they do have free access to food, um, will help them know that food will be coming every time at x time and can help to put them at ease over time that they can understand like okay this isn't my situation anymore there is no more fight or flight around um, whether or not we have food or meal time and so I can know that the next time we are going to eat there will be food and so over time even structure there can can help ease their minds it just can take time to get out of that mindset um, so yeah, those are the three things that parents are responsible for and kind of why they need to be responsible for them, um, what the kids eat, where they eat, and when they eat, just because you are the adult, you're the authority figure, not that kids don't know things and can't make decisions for themselves, they absolutely can, which is why there are places where kids get to decide things at mealtime as well. These are simply just the parent responsibility. And um, I think I'll go ahead and talk next time then to follow up on this. Next week, we'll discuss what the kid's responsibility is at mealtime. But for now, just marinate with these thoughts of like what it is, um, what, what it is you're supposed to be responsible for as the caregiver during meals. So what they eat, where they eat, when they eat. And yeah, I hope that this has helped you kind of have a better idea of what the structure of your day should look like and how mealtime can go to help make your family um, have a healthier lifestyle. Start making more habits that you want to build upon. If you haven't heard last week, last um, podcast, I strongly recommend you go listen to it where I talked all about habits and why it's important for parents to have a positive outlook on their body and their life um, if they want their kids to also have a positive relationship with food and health in their own bodies. Um, so if you haven't listened, go listen to that. Like I said, follow me on Instagram so you can be involved in what my podcast topics are and kind of fill in the blanks of what's going on with my business and what you guys have access to. I am launching a lot of stuff. Things are changing. I'm learning a lot on how to become a better business owner and how to help you better um, to understand how to help your family to make better bites. Have a good day, guys.